0: What did you learn today from Coach Sam Pittman at his Wednesday's Zoom press conference?
1: Yeah, just continuing to get ready for uh, for Missouri State. Obviously, he's going to talk a lot of positives and, and things about the program and, uh, you know, what Petrino has done over there with adding. I counted, actually counted 48 transfer additions that they have at their school. Uh, I don't know if that's all. Uh, in one year, I doubt it, but uh, 48 players that came from either uh, FCS, FBS schools um, or uh, junior college out of the 98 listed on the roster, um, including, I think, seven from Power 5 programs. So, you know, there's obviously they're approaching the game with, you know, they're not going to overlook anybody. There was a couple of instances where he, you know, kind of indicated maybe some younger guys would get to play here and there, like, you know, um, oh, um, Jalen Lewis, uh, you know, kind of said that maybe he's a little bit ahead of where Anthony Brown is. Maybe we could start seeing him factor in. And, you know, Keywan Parker, or, you know, some of those guys. So um, I wouldn't say there was anything just earth shattering today, either in the uh, teleconference or uh, the press conference today. But, um, you know, continuing to prepare for Missouri State and seems relatively healthy overall as a team.
0: Uh, this a side question. What is your background? I mean, it it looks like you're at some um, resort uh, somewhere. Oh, yeah, I
1: just there's a there's an inside joke about um, uh, it's it's kind of hard to explain, but about uh, me supposedly having this luxurious deck (laughs) patio area. So I just uh, I just threw up a backdrop with uh the best looking deck I could find. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For those who don't know, he's talking about our Zoom press conferences today. Uh, yeah, just, I'm yeah, like, you can just throw wow, you can Trey, put up I'm you want.
0: <laughs> I mean yeah. are you in Jamaica or are you uh Yeah
1: sometimes I'll do uh I'll do like a uh like a I don't know, like a castle in, in the background that's you know stuff like that just for fun. Or <laughs> well, you gotta show me how to do that because that you know I'll throw a yeah, few preferences.
0: Yeah, from now on, I'll throw now will put that
1: out. on the list behind uh, getting Randy to stop printing off everything. <laughs> 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 okay. Got this a list from, of things.
0: <laughs> That's from, from our Asher Records Service Company. Life in feedback, John says, why don't we see Malik as the holder? Many schools and NFL teams use backup quarterbacks as the holder. And I would think his speed and throwing ability would open up some options
1: true uh i do know from talking to scott fountain about this in the past he likes to use punters because they can work on that stuff all the time together you know so uh if you have you know your backup quarterback if he's going to be your holder uh, then you know he's got to leave the practice time and go over there and, and hold so that's basically what it comes down to. Plus, Reed Bauer is holder of the year, national holder of the year. That's right, national
2: holder of the year. How could you replace him?
1: How can you replace that guy? That's right. But uh, that's that's the reason why. A lot of schools have used backup quarterbacks, you know, over the years, and uh, there's definitely, you know, more of a trend towards using punters for that very reason because the kickers are usually off by themselves together, and and this way they, they get all the work they need. Well, speaking of Bauer,
2: Fletcher has been okay, but not spectacular yeah. the first two games. Is there is there still competition for that job?
1: I think there should be. I mean, from a talent standpoint, Fletcher has the higher ceiling. Uh, I have not seen anything Fletcher's done that has led me to go, whoa, you know, this guy's a weapon. Now, he may be that one day, and maybe it just needs more game time and more reps, and that's – you know, probably why he's in there. You know, we talk about all the time, if everything's equal, you go with the more talented player, but, um, you know, the younger player, I should say. So, but I, I think that job is still, that competition is still open, I think. But um, we'll see how things go this week. I mean, they may not use them a whole lot. That would be good. <laughs> but uh, would we'll see good. how things go, you know, right. coming up here. And how about for,
2: well, speaking of the kicking game, so Cam Little misses from, admittedly, about 50 yards. But
1: um, any concern there? I don't think so. I mean, they're kicking it out of the back of the end zone and into the end zone on kickoffs with Blake Ford. And, uh, you know, a 50-yard field goal to me is a 50-50 proposition even for a guy like Cam Little, maybe even a little bit better for him. So, you know, I don't think there's any reason to uh, – to freak out when he misses something like that. Now, if he's missing, you know, 30-something yarders, then maybe that's something different. But so far, what is he, one of, one, one of two this year? Yes.
2: Uh-huh. He's yeah. only tried two in two games, and you hope he doesn't have to try any Saturday. Yeah. Try you would, but, but the less he tries some, then against Alabama, what if you need one to, you know, for a crucial field goal? You'd, you'd like to think he's had a few under his belt before then.
1: Yeah, Cam Little's like the last guy I'm worried about on this team. I mean, that guys he's pretty clutch. Trey, if you would, kind of go into
0: the mind of Dominic Johnson. Uh, Coach Pittman said today he's actually been cleared to play in the last two games, and it sounds like, once again, it's up in the air, maybe a little bit, whether or not he'll play uh, this weekend against Missouri State that's being more the decision now. Of Dominic Johnson, as compared to the doctors, since they've cleared him to play, what what do you think it seems to be the uh, if you want to use the word hesitation, or why do you think Dominic has not stepped forward yet?
1: It's interesting how he's put it, isn't it? I mean, about it's it's, it's kind of up to him now, and maybe he's just yeah. maybe he just wants to get a little bit more repetition and practice, and where he's feeling hundred percent, or. I don't know exactly, but uh, he has looked good in the time that I've seen him out there. Now, the first week or two when he was out there, I'll, I'll tell you, he looked a little heavy. Um, you know, heavy on, uh, you know, even his legs, his, his calves looked, <laughs> looked like they were holding some extra weight. I think he was listed at 247 pounds at the time, which is, I guess, understandable when you missed, what, 29 straight practices uh, before he came back. So, uh he looks a lot better now to me. He definitely looks like he's he's lost a little bit of weight, and that's obviously going to happen doing the stuff that those guys are doing. Um, but he has not had a brace on for this whole week. Um, last week he did have a brace on. So I think there's, you know, just a little bit of a, you know, maybe a mental and just kind of a progression. You know, they they brought him back, for and for a few weeks he was in a green no contact, and then he stripped the green no contact and uh, just had the knee brace, and now he – he doesn't have a green no contact or a knee brace in practice. You know, if he's if he's good enough to go through practice on a Monday, or excuse me, a Tuesday, that's the day they do full pads, if he's good enough to go through practice on a Tuesday in full pads with no knee brace, then I would think that he's good to also carry the ball in a game. And so hopefully we'll see that. I, I kind of think you'd like to get him some carries in this game, you know, even if it's only a few, just to let him get knocked around live a little bit, um, just to know that, hey, you're going to be okay. Um, because I think everybody goes through that. I can remember trailing Burks early in his career when he was a freshman. I don't know if it was a punt return or something, but he got hit on the knee, and I remember he reached down and grabbed his knee and kind of rolled around, and everybody was just going, oh, no. Mm-hmm. But it was just in it, kind of in his head, you know, that that's the first time he'd taken a shot on his knee, and it scared him. You know, so – but once that happened, we never saw him worried like that again. So, um, you know, could just be some mental stuff, but I think this would be a good game to get him a few carries, um, let him get hit a little bit and, and, you know, come away feeling, hey, everything's going to be all right, and and then maybe you cut him loose a little more for that Texas A&M game. Let's talk
0: with uh, Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes,
3: sir. Hey, how's doing, guys? You doing all right? Doing, doing great.
0: How about
3: you, Savage? feel good. Hey, now, Trayton, talk about the freshmen. I mean, they can play up to four games for their red shirt. Is that correct? Well, they, they can play back? up to four games, yes. Is anybody on that list? I know Dominion's not there. I know they're going to keep running him. Is there anybody else on this list that we can look out for that, you know, they might mm-hmm. hold back? Yeah, playing?
1: They, now, I asked Sam Pittman about Dominion a little bit, just, you know, on his pass protection and stuff and because that was an area he struggled with in camp, and he's, he was like, well, you know – Um, You know, Dominic's getting ready to come back too. So that'll probably cut into some carries for Dominion. Um, But as far as other guys, I think we're going to see some guys in this game. There's not a whole lot of opportunities because the schedule's so tough. But I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, Nico Davie, I think there's a good chance that we could see him. I mentioned Jalen Lewis a little bit. There's there's definitely a chance we could see him some maybe. Um, Let's see. Obviously, we've seen Jordan Crook. I think that he's probably not going to redshirt. We've seen him enough already uh, to know that's probably true. Uh, Manny Powell, it feels like maybe he will redshirt. That's another guy that's coming off a knee injury, although he's been fine and everything. Uh, let's see. Anthony Brown, doesn't. it doesn't feel like they're going to use him. I'm trying to think, am I missing somebody else on defense? I mean, J.J. Hollingworth, I think it's kind of same deal. But Nico is a guy that we could possibly see his role increase enough to where he burns his. Um, it'd be great if you could get away with not doing that, but we'll see. And then offensively, I don't know. I don't think there's any reason to play any of the offensive linemen, you know, and if, unless you can, you know, play them under four games. I think you could probably redshirt all those guys. Uh, I'm not sure. I need to look at participation reports, but Tyrus Washington, I'm not sure if he's been. Helping on special teams or not, but I, I would assume he probably is because that was kind of the talk with him. So he might be. Uh, of course, Dominion's playing. Looks like Joiner could possibly redshirt. I think they probably will. And I mean, I don't remember seeing Isaiah Satania yet. Has he gotten out no, there? I don't, no, I don't think Brad, so. No, no, nope. no. There's, yeah, there's a possibility. they got a talented group yeah. of young wide receivers. I asked yes. him about that today. I mean. You know, everybody from the, you know, Jaden Wilson in the class ahead and Keetron Jackson, who's, you know, Keetron's just had one catch this year so far. Um, you know, and Bryce Stevens obviously on punt return. Uh, but I, Satania, Quincy McAdoo, and, you know, I feel the same way as Pittman. I, Quincy's a lot better than I I thought he was going to be good, but I, I think he has a chance to be really, really good. Um, and then So Bakke they've got a too. really good group of young good. wide receivers. Bakke, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bakke, so, actually and, Pittman, and, and, and I should look. say that. Pittman kind of indicated that Bakke was, you know, a guy they were probably going to look to to help uh, on special teams, so he could be another guy that um, that does not redshirt this year.
3: And Trey, right. what's your thoughts on Catalan? You know, uh, will he get another year next year, correct, if he chooses to?
1: Yeah, I mean, technically he's got two more years. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he could have more, I guess, because of an injury. So he could get –
3: Well, last last year was a, a medical redshirt, correct?
2: No.
1: No, last year or wasn't. medically. He,
2: no, he played too many games last year, but he still yeah. got, as Trey just said, he still got two years of eligibility, and he could get a third if he gets. He a could get a march. third
1: for a medical. Okay. I I I think that it's a tough deal because there's obviously a Pretty red flag God. with him now with the NFL teams. Yep. You know because he he has been injured. I mean, this is a, an issue that has followed around since yep. he was a freshman. Yeah. Um, so, hopefully, I don't I don't know what would be the best thing for him if he could get healthy and then come back and play another season healthy, show that he's healthy. I think in that instance, if he did that, then he could get drafted. Obviously, uh, if not, then I, you try to prove yourself as an undrafted guy, or maybe you hope you get drafted late in the round or something. But no question this deal has you know, it's going to cost him millions of dollars. It's, un, it's very unfortunate mm. uh, because I think that there was a good chance that this would be his last year at Arkansas and then he would get drafted. Um, and now the case is, would anybody draft him because he hit, keeps having shoulder issues? Um, so you have to weigh it. Now, do you come back to Arkansas for another year, try to prove yourself that you can stay healthy, and then you get drafted or – just take your chances and turn pro and, and try to make a team. So, Trey, it's a tough situation. I, I hate I, it for I, him.
2: I should have asked this question to somebody in the department, and I didn't, and I'm sorry, uh, and maybe you know the answer to this and maybe you don't. When a guy's a projected first or second round draft pick, the school now can get insurance on them, correct? Do you, do you know if they've done that with Catalan?
1: I don't know if they've done that with him. Usually, Usually players seem to do that, though. I mean, yeah. it's not going to be the same type of money that he probably would have gotten. I mean, I think most would think, you know, first yeah, you three could. rounds for him, maybe even higher. Um, and I think you can't yeah, play.
2: You, you, in other words, if you're that means you can't ever play. Right. To collect the insurance, and so I, it might be a million or two million, but that's you know that's still a nice protection if yeah. uh, if they did do that. And and I just don't know the answer to that. And and if so, do they? How many players do you do it on? And what does that cost you? So. You know, the other the other question I had is: is it still is the rule still in place when you're talking about these young receivers like Satania and Baca? Can they play in four games and still redshirt? Yeah, they can. It, okay, they can, so we may they see some of them this week. We may see if Arkansas yeah. does handle Missouri State, we might see some of those guys this week. Mm-hmm. I
1: think that you would like to get them in for this game. Um, you would hope to get them in. You know, maybe Liberty, uh, maybe another game somewhere, and then uh, potentially, you know, potentially hold them for a bowl game. You right. know? Um That's kind of what they did with Bryce Stevens last year. They played him three games and then waited a pretty good bit before they uh, got him some action in the bowl game. So I think that would probably be a plan for most guys if you could do it that way.
2: Well, particularly, and I don't know who it would be, but when you have some guys that don't, Playing the bowl game and go for the draft instead, it'd, it'd be nice to have some talented young guys ready to step in. Arkansas didn't pass for many yards in the last bowl game after they lost Burks.
0: Yeah. Let's talk with uh, the cane, Hurricane. You got a question or comment for Trey?
3: I most certainly do. How you doing, young man? What's up, buddy? I uh, use you that young man lightly. Like you are a lot younger than Randy.
2: <laughs> Trey, yeah, he's younger than we are. That's right. Yes. It's okay. Yeah, Substantially with good younger, Lord
3: yes. When the good Lord said, let there be life, Randy hit the switch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway,
3: uh, guys, this time last year, what game was Arkansas ranked uh, number eight before they after, went on that, uh, after on that and slump? A&M. after, yeah, after am A&M game. Yeah, after
2: they were 4-0 you know
3: i've got a feeling that this this team is going to uh going to get up and they're going to do some things. i was kind of worried about that secondary after that first game but they looked pretty good on that you know the game against uh south carolina no i'm, I'm kind of proud of that but I'm there's, some, you guys, you know, there's, there's some
1: misleading things. things in there. You know, They gave up 371 passing yards, but that, a lot yeah. of that was, again, in desperation mode when they were doing some risky things. They also threw an interception in the end zone because of that. They almost had another one picked off. They had a sack that they, you know, sack in the end zone. I guess it was called that. Um, you know, Arkansas had six, you got to you got to combine everything when you're talking about pass defense. You know, because some of those sacks, obviously, a lot of them were just natural ability, guy like Drew Sanders. But some of those sacks were due to good coverage. They had six sacks on the day, and um, you know, only completed three. I guess they converted three of ten third downs. So, uh, and all three of those were pass. But um, you know, there's a lot of other numbers, and, and the number that jumps out to me. I mean. You can't run the ball at all, so all you've got is passing, you know. So yeah, uh, that's what South this Carolina game did. There's still, things, uh, Kane, there's still some things though to clean up and I mean there's obviously yeah. they're not they got some issues, but um I don't think it's as bad as three hundred and seventy one would lead you to believe.
3: Well how many other starters this week uh are they gonna are they gonna play the whole game? Are they gonna let some of, some of the uh second team and third team guys get in the game?
1: Well, it just depends on how the game plays out, obviously. I think that they're, I think that there's an opportunity to do that in the second half, but, you know, sometimes games just don't go quite like you think they're going to go. Sometimes you just yeah. keep it on the ground. I mean, Georgia, what did they beat Samford? Like 35 33 nothing? nothing,
2: 33.
1: 33, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and did a 12-minute fourth quarter. Arkansas did that in both second-half quarters against UAPB last year. I think we could possibly see something like that maybe in the fourth quarter of this one if, you know, Arkansas gets up. I kind of – I could see them, you know, getting up, you know, four touchdowns heading into the fourth or or more than that. The line's only 28-and-a-half. So – but I could see them getting up, you know, several scores and then getting some backups in. I I know I'm right there with everybody. I want to see, you know, Malik Hornsby, how much progress he's made. You know, he didn't play very well against UAPB last year. But I'd like to see him get some more action, you know, both with the first group and his package and, and let him run the offense a little bit. So hopefully they'll take care of business. I do know that, um, you know, Petrino will do some things on offense that will probably put him in position to score points. He just, he's a good play caller no matter what, you know, he's done in the past as a head coach at Arkansas or Louisville or wherever else. The thing we know about the guy is play calling him, mean, I think back to, I mean, Louisiana Monroe, uh, I can think back to LSU a couple times, Georgia, um, you know, like that LSU game in 2008, the second miracle in Markham, I mean, it's fourth and one at the 24-yard line. And even the announcer's going, you know, just get the first down here. But Petrino's thinking this is the last time those cornerbacks and defensive backs are going to be crept up. You know, let's go deep. Let's go for the win. This is the play right here. This is the opportunity. So, he thinks differently in a lot of ways than a lot of people do. And, uh, you know, I think that they'll probably get some points on the board here and there. But I'm not expecting a lot or anything. I'm talking like 17 points or something. But I think there's some moments. You do moments a hell
3: of a job. Nice job, son. Take care. Thank you.
0: Stop. Thank you, Youngin. We appreciate that, Youngin. <laughs> that is better known, Youngin, as Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. Mm-hmm.
3: And Trey, we'll talk to you tomorrow, being brought Thank by God. Asher Record Service Company.